0: Black residents are now suing, this is not a joke, okay, you ready for this? Are now suing the Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson, over migrant tent cities. The state halts construction over the toxic chemicals in the soil. That's right. African American residents of Chicago's Brighton Park have officially sued the Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson, over the construction of his massive tent city, for illegal border crossers, but not before state authorities shut down construction over, report, over the report that the site may be a toxic landfill. Mayor Johnson's plans to build a tent encampment for up to 1,400 illegal aliens has been under fire since it was proposed. and residents there, Democrats quickly organized to oppose the plans to put hundreds of illegal migrants right in the middle of their neighborhood without so much as a community meeting or a discussion with their aldermen, a.k.a. their city council members. 12th District Alderman Julia Ramirez has disavowed Johnson's construction efforts. Ramirez says she has no part at all in the planning and execution of the plans in Brighton Park. The alderman's letter to her constituents came only days after she was mobbed by furious residents when she visited the location of the proposed tent city on October the 19th. According to the ex account of the 16th and 17th District Chicago police scanner, residents of Brighton Park are now suing Brighton Park residents are suing the city of Chicago for a temporary restraining order on the 38th in the California migrant tent city at the hearing It was revealed the city never used, that the city never issued construction permits for the tent city. The city is arguing that residents can't hold the city accountable for following its own zoning and building codes. The Brandon Johnson administration is basically saying that the city doesn't have to follow its own building codes and laws. The city is also arguing that the soil is safe. As long as you ready for this, don't eat it. Not a joke. As long as you don't eat it. The mayor seems to understand how unpopular his tent city is. When the local Fox affiliate there sent a camera crew to film some of the construction work being done on the site, workers suddenly appeared to line the safety fence in black material to keep the prying eyes, of the city residents, and the media out of Johnson's business. You can't make this up. The tent city, if you want to know how much it's going to cost the taxpayers of Chicago, the tent city, and this is how you know somebody is getting paid. These are how government kickbacks go to family and friends and uncles and cousins of aldermen and city council members and government employees and the mayor. You ready for the price of this damn thing? The tent city is set to cost Chicago a whopping 29 million with a contract with Aegis Defense Services under a branch being called Garda World Federal Services. Now even before the residents of Chicago launched their lawsuit, construction on Johnson's much Opposed, Tent City was put on hold by state officials after a newly released environmental report suggested that the land upon which the Tent City is being erected is dripping in hazardous chemicals. Quote, The state has temporarily temporarily paused construction of the Brighton Park site pending the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency's review of environmental report. The IEPA, has some outstanding questions they are hopeful that they can work through today, is what the governor said to the media on Monday. Now, Johnson's office confer- confirmed the, quote, hitch in the tent city, saying, according to the report, Soil with mercury levels was identified at one location, was removed and properly disposed off-site at a landfill. And with the limited soil removal and placement and maintenance of the barrier, the site is safe for temporary residential use, the mayor's office claims. They then went on to say further base camp construction and and remediation of an additional one by one by one foot area of the 9.5 acre site will continue per the timeline set by the state of Illinois. There is no construction or remediation schedule at this time. The city will share assessment of subsequent remediation as it becomes available. Johnson's office knew of the toxic chemicals being found in the soil at the site, but deemed the soil removal uh, conducted to level the ground for the tent city to be sufficient to eliminate the threat and says much of it in the report released last week. In its report, the city claimed, quote, with a limited soil removal and placement and maintenance of the barrier, the site is safe for temporary residential use. So to be clear, these Democrats are so compassionate, they're going to put these illegal immigrants, costing the taxpayers just to build the site $29 million, on soil that has mercury in it, and they say, hey, it's totally safe, just don't eat the soil. Sleep on it, play on it, have your kids play on it, just don't eat it. Now, the mayor says that he is sure that, quote, the limited soil removal was enough to eliminate any toxicity. State officials, by the way, said they're not going to just believe his basic claims. An attorney for the residents suing to stop the construction of the facility was incensed over the whole entire situation, saying the city has been dishonest. They're liars, they're untruthful, and they're not being transparent. The city is not an honest broker. But what I will do is keep them accountable if they do lie, and if they're not transparent, then I will hold them in court in contempt. That is what attorney Frank Avila said on Monday, who were representing the residents who were saying hell no to this encampment. Now, this is, this is the chickens coming home to roost in a way that just makes me laugh. Because this is hardcore lefties who are now upset that their hardcore leftist policies are going to affect life. I find great pleasure in... And watching the left turn on the left because we've been saying we told you so on these issues for quite some time. Two thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from four Patriots is worth its weight in gold why because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket your microwave your rv air conditioner or even an electric wheelchair you also get 12 outlets including four ac outlets so you can power more devices at once and two usb USB-C outlets which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, Patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to fourpatriots.com slash Ben. That's the number four, patriots.com slash Ben.
1: listen to more than a movie as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iheart
0: radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts white house interns send stern letter to biden demanding a middle east ceasefire there's nothing funnier than watching the democratic party like go to war within their own party because to be clear the young democratic party the younger Democrats are pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, and they're anti-Semites. We're now seeing this on college campuses. We are seeing this on Capitol Hill. I'm in Washington, D.C., as we speak right now, looking at the Washington Monument and the U.S. Capitol, and I can tell you from the protests I've seen here over the last two days, it is a lot of Hill staffers that are anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, and pro-Palestinian Hamas, period. Uh, I also walk, walk the halls of Congress. And there are uh, a shocking number of Palestinian flags outside of members of the House's offices. Uh, Forty-plus now, White House interns have sent a letter to President Joe Biden. They work. This is their boss, the President of the United States of America. Okay, They're an intern. Demanding a permanent ceasefire between Israel and, and the Hamas terrorist organizations further accusing him of having ignored the pleas, they say, of the American people. NBC News first shared the the address to Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, which also contained a call for the release of all hostages, including Palestinian political prisoners, alongside an end to the Israeli apartheid in the region. Their words, these are White House staffers. It is supported by more than 40 interns who work in the White House and other executive branch offices, according to the text. The signees all chose to remain, of course, anonymous because they're a bunch of woke, wussy liberals. If you're going to say this, you should sign your damn name to it. And if you don't, then shut up and get back to your job. Quote, we, the undersigned... Fall 2023, Fall White House and Executive Office of the President interns will no longer remain silent, but they won't give you their name. You can't make that up. On the ongoing genocide, they call it, of the Palestinian people, the interns began. They then went on to set out the conditions of their demand for an end to hostilities while claiming to be acting on the voices of the American people. Quote, we heed the voices of the American people and call on the Biden administration to demand a permanent ceasefire. The interns continued, we are not the decision makers of today, but we aspire to be the leaders of tomorrow. And we will never forget how the pleas of the American people have been heard and thus far, they say, ignored. Now, the writers of this angry, psychotic letter to their boss who refuse to sign their name because they're a bunch of wusses, like those at other agencies who have sent similar emails in recent weeks, declined to sign their names to the letter altogether. Like, there's no one that we know that was actually writing this letter, which is hysterical. Instead, they identify themselves by offices, including the Executive Office of the President, the Office of the Vice President, and the Domestic Policy Council, and, as Palestinian, Jewish, Arab, Muslim, Christian, Black, Asian, Latina, white, and queer. The letter ends with a declaration that anything bar anything bar a ceasefire and an end to Israel's mass slaughter of innocent civilians in the Gaza Strip will not be tolerated. So this is a letter of 40-plus White House and executive office building interns for Palestine quote while the american while the administration expressed support for the humanitarian pause we maintain that anything other than a complete halt of israel's mass slaughter of innocent civilians in the gaza strip will simply not suffice we urge the biden administration to call for a permanent ceasefire now a release of all hostages including palestinian political prisoners and to support a diplomatic solution that will put an end to the illegal illegal they use this word this is the white house employees an illegal occupation and the israeli apartheid in a, in accordance with international law and for a free palestine applicants by the way just so you know to become interns must be us citizens and must be 18 or older now this also tells you just how how rogue The Democratic Party is, and I've said this, the Democratic Party is dead. The Democratic Party is masquerading as Democrats. They're really just socialists and communists. This letter is proof of that. I do believe, by the way, that they're not overstating the number of people on this letter. I do believe there's there's 22 communists that decide to write this letter and to be anti-Semitic and to accuse Israel of apartheid. By the way, they said in this letter, these are the demands. So these are interns who are here for a very short season, like three months, four months. These are interns that are demanding that the president, quote, they must meet one of the three criteria. The president, the vice president must do more now. Now, let me tell you about who these people are, just so you understand. They must be enrolled in college or university to become an intern or have graduated from a two or four year institution or be a US military veteran with a high school diploma or equivalent to even be in the program of interns. And now they're talking, they're demanding and yelling at their boss, the President of the United States of America, Joe Biden, the Vice President Kamala Harris. Look, when I was with the Bush administration in 2004, I remember vividly Somebody taking a party picture at a official White House gathering and putting it up on. I think it was MySpace at the time. It was like right when Facebook was just getting started, and you had to have a .edu um, email to even get a Facebook page. Okay, and somebody put up the letter, the, the picture, and they had their lanyards with the big E. Um, for access to the White House around their necks. And I, I remember the email that came down to virtually every staffer in the old executive office building and, and, and at the White House. Like the EEOB is next door to the White House, just so you understand. 99% of the meetings that take place, quote, at the White House actually take place the EEOB. Uh, ninety-nine point eight percent of the staff is in the EEOB. Barely anyone, because the White House is actually not that big. The office space is not that big, just so you understand. And so this email went out and was like, if if any of you ever do this again, you will be immediately fired from your internship. Like it, there was a zero tolerance policy for posting a picture of of you, like kind of bragging or even like. You know, like looking like you're maybe partying while you're at work. And I remember each one of the staff members then sitting down with their direct staff of young staff members and interns and being like, you're not here for, for, for a party. You're not here for this. You're here serving at the pleasure of the President of the United States of America. It was a all out, get your your life in order. No one else better do this. And if you do, you're gone immediately. Look how far we've fallen since that standard back in 2004. You now have 40 plus people that work for the president who are chastising the president, telling the president you're wrong in your foreign policy and making demands of the president and Kamala Harris. You better do this and turn against Israel and Israel is the terrorists and they're the ones uh, that are killing innocent people and genocide And you better listen to us, and you better turn around right now. But we won't sign our names to the letter. We won't sign our names to the letter? You guys are cowards. That's what they are. They're cowards. And the reason why they didn't sign their name is because I'm sure they would then know that, hey, there would be repercussions for their actions. So they still want it both ways. They don't want to lose their job. If they really believe this, then fine, quit. Do 41 people and sign your names in a resignation letter saying we are resigning from internships at the White House. Like, that's what you do here. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, I mean it. They're the only one. They make a huge difference every time that you pay your bill because they actually give back to conservative causes and organizations to help you stand up for what you believe in. While you're paying a bill, you're going to have... Anyways, this is the part that I love about Patriot Mobile. They're making a difference every time you pay your bill, every time you make a phone call, every time that you send a text message. Patriot Mobile actually gives money back to protect First and Second Amendment rights, to protect the lives of unborn children. And that's what they're doing right now is they celebrate their 10th anniversary. If you switch right now to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to help protect life and to help mothers choose life, to an organization that does everything they can to protect the lives of unborn children. Then, every month when you pay your bill, they're going to continue to support the causes that I just mentioned. And this is exactly why you need to make the switch. If you're tired of woke companies, Switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile. Whether you are a business, a small business, or just a family, you can switch, and they make switching easy. They have a 100% U.S.-based call center, making switching extremely easy. You're going to get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and usually save real money on your bill. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 972 Patriot, or go online to patriotmobile.com slash ben that's patriotmobile.com slash ben or 972 patriot two-thirds of americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout you could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours for days maybe even weeks are you ready to protect your family well you could be with the patriot power solar generator 2000x folks say this new solar generator from four patriots is worth its weight in gold why because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket your microwave your rv air conditioner or even an electric wheelchair you also get 12 outlets including four ac outlets so you can power more devices at once To get your solar generator now, you'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4 slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: A very big win for conservatives to tell you about as Speaker Mike Johnson tables a move to slip deep state reauthorization into the defense bill. This is massive. Speaker Mike Johnson reportedly tabled a move to slip a deep state reauthorization into the defense spending bill this broke as, uh, as he, nicks, he nicks the extension of the FISA authority as part of the National Defense Authorization Act. This is obviously massive. It was reported that Johnson and other congressional leaders had wanted to temporarily reauthorize Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, In the National Defense Authorization Act, Section 702 is the controversial government surveillance law. And the proposed move received strong backlash from 54 bipartisan House lawmakers and House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Keeping FISA out of the NDAA is a victory for the American people who demand the end of warrantless government surveillance. I applaud Speaker Johnson's decision. To not cave to the Biden administration, Christopher Ray and the entire intel community is what Representative Warren Davison, a Republican from Ohio, said in a statement. At one point, Johnson's office refused to confirm to Breitbart News. Representative Matt Gates claimed that there would be no reauthorization, temporary or otherwise, of Section 702. Johnson said that they would allow for the different Section 702 fixes to be considered on the House floor. Now, during a closed-door conference meeting on Tuesday, Johnson said he could bring Jordan's and Turner's two competing bills up for a vote in a rare procedural gambit known as King of the Hill if there isn't a consensus over Section 702. That, according to two Republicans in the room, under that gamut leadership can bring competing proposals to the floor as amendments and whichever proposal is the last one that comes up for the vote and still gets a majority is the one that gets adopted it allows leadership to try to influence the outcome by putting its preferred proposal last now as recently as tuesday night senator ron wyden a democrat from oregon who co-sponsored the Government Surveillance Reform Act with Senator Mike Lee, Republican from Utah, to rein in Section 702, opposed an extension of the NDAA, saying this, We're going the distance with reform. Business as usual is not going to be acceptable. When I started, it was pretty lonely. You could have meetings about 702 reform operations in a couple of phone booths and i'm looking around now and i'm seeing a lot of allies wyden said noting that he does not see how a clean authorization could have been possible with the strong bipartisan opposition to such a move as johnson the speaker and other congressional leaders can no longer wish or, or excuse me no longer wish to include section 702 in the debate that means the judiciary committee will now consider the merits of their proposal to rein in this controversial warrantless surveillance on Americans. The Protect Liberty and End Warrantless Surveillance Act would require a warrant for any Americans information sought under Section 702. The program does not currently require a warrant for such a search. The legislation, by the way, would also prohibit law enforcement intelligence agencies from purchasing Americans' private data through a data broker or data brokers. A practice, by the way, which has been known as the data broker loophole. In other words, they could go and get your data from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or X or Google and buy your data. Now they're saying the U.S. government would be prohibited from doing that. Biggs and other lawmakers have decried this practice believing It to be a runaround, the Fourth Amendment. Uh, Congressman Biggs had this to say about this Defense Reauthorization Act and pulling this out of the bill. Uh, The laws
2: governing the Fourth Amendment are not necessarily being applied in certain digital contexts. And courts do not consider searches of database that have been acquired through purchase as requiring warrants. The key legislation in this space is the Electronic Communications Privacy Act, which was written in 1986 and did not take into account all the advances in digital communication that have occurred since that time. It is therefore necessary to do our job to update key tenets of privacy law. This bill would prevent Federal agencies' further abuse of this loophole. Rather than obtaining a warrant as they would be required to for a wiretap of a phone call, government agencies such as the FBI, IRS, DEA, DHS, and others, have begun buying data from data brokers to instead, to increase mass amounts, to amass large amounts of Americans' data and then search them with no warrant. In another example, in one example, the CD. You're
3: not just a homeowner. You're also a bug in the basement with the frightening number of legs, owner.
0: <laughs> All right, let me obviously... I jumped in there. Let me say this as well uh, about what Andy Biggs is saying and I'm going to get back to this. I hate it when they do this because I have this queued up. It drives me nuts. I apologize. There's nothing I can do. Welcome to the internet nowadays. But listen to the second part of what Andy Biggs had to say in this audio as he's talking about this bill and what it would do and how it would limit FBI agents searching your info.
2: $20,000 to purchase location data during the pandemic to determine whether Americans were going to church visiting their neighbors, or otherwise abiding by the government's arbitrary social distancing laws. This bill will prohibit the government's purchase of this data, data that includes private personal information, like location information, online data, health information, etc. It will also require the government to get a court order to force data brokers to disclose data, treating these cases more like traditional phone wiretaps. The committee has in recent years passed major reforms to overhaul the ECPA, But those bills have never made it into law. It's time to finally move major legislation to protect privacy. And this bill is exactly the type of legislation needed to rein in the federal government and protect the privacy rights of Americans. Data brokers are selling Americans personal information to law enforcement and intelligence agencies, which are then um, being searched without warrants and without oversight. In contrast to strict rules that prevent phone companies and social media sites from selling such information to the government. This is Congress's job to update the law and fill in gaps that arise over time. We must act today to pass this bill and end the government's ability to avoid the Fourth Amendment by purchasing your highly sensitive information from data brokers and then ultimately using it against you. The Fourth Amendment is not for sale act, would close this legal loophole and is a critical step in limiting the federal government's warrantless surveillance of Americans. I am appreciative of those on the other side of the aisle who are sponsoring this important piece of legislation. I look forward to bipartisan support for this now and on the floor, and I appreciate everyone who's worked on this.
0: I mean, that's Andy Biggs saying this, and I, and I love the fact that he's talking about how much money they're spending to buy up your data from private companies that are then sending it or selling it to the United States government because of this loophole. And he's like, we got to close this loophole because the U.S. government is taking your tax dollars And they're taking those tax dollars to then buy your intel and then use that intel against you, again, from the private sector. So the fact that this wasn't in this Defense Authorization, uh, Reauthorization Act, this is not bad news. This is amazing news. And and, and conservatives, and this is the reason why, by the way, Kev McCarthy, I'm glad he's no longer the Speaker of the House, because Kevin McCarthy would have never done what, what Speaker Johnson just did. Okay? Period. Full stop. If Kevin McCarthy was the speaker, this would have definitely stayed in the bill because Kevin McCarthy's a big government guy who believes that the government's job is to do whatever the blank they want to do, to be honest with you. Like, they just... They think they should be able to do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it, no matter what. And Johnson said no. Now, he's saying, look, there can be an in-between, a happy medium where we're not abusing the rights of Americans, and we can do that, but we're not going to sit there and act like this is this is happening right now. Like, we're not going to sit there and, and, and act, we're not going to sit there and we're not going to act like, This is okay to continue to abuse the American people and spy on the American people whenever we want to, however we want Let me also say, please share this on social media. All of this intel that I just gave you, please share it wherever you can on social media. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.